You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 219. When you have these doubts and challenges, I would just stop everything and fix those underlying beliefs because they're like handbrakes. I mean, that's from my experience. Mm-hmm. My, you know, they're not maybe at the forefront of your mind, but there's certain things that you have certain beliefs, or whatever it may be about wholesaling, about your market, about the contract, about inspections, legality, etc. So I, I just think if you stopped everything and, and worked on those beliefs and fixed those beliefs, then you can release the handbrake and really propel yourself forward. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hello, everybody, Rhino Nation, everybody out there listening to this podcast. First of all, this is Brent Daniels, and I want to thank you for joining us for this amazing podcast interview that I'm going to have with my really good friend out of Los Angeles, Jack Tanji. But before I get into Jack's awesome and amazing story, I want to talk about winning. I want to talk about stacking the little wins. I want to talk about just the little wins that get us through every single day in this business. Now, a win does not necessarily mean that you get a property under contract or you assign it for a big spread or you just, you know, you find the deal of a lifetime. You know, I'm talking about the little wins. I'm talking about you're driving around the neighborhood and you stop your car in front of a rough house. That's a win. I'm talking about getting out of the car. That's a win. I'm talking about going to the door and seeing if the homeowner's there. That's a win. I'm talking about getting together a list of distressed homeowners. That is a win. I'm talking about getting their phone numbers, skip tracing their phone numbers. That's a win. Picking up the phone and hand dialing them. That's a win. Talking to them. That's a win. I don't care if they reject you. I don't care if they tell you to never call again. I don't care if they're mad or they're having a bad day. It is a win. You constantly have to keep yourself in a position where you're winning every single day and it it all falls to taking action. And over time, it is undefeated. It is absolutely undefeated. If you keep stacking the wins, if you keep talking to people every single day, you are going to be successful. Absolutely. Especially in this beautiful business of wholesaling where it is hitting the lottery. It is the jackpot. It is a cash machine. And it is just a beautiful lifestyle and a beautiful way to set yourself up to buy amazing assets. So somebody that Jack is on this podcast and it is the perfect I believe, introduction to this man because this man has had to stack the little ones and stack the little ones and be pushing and going and going until finally he's at the point now where he's rolling with his success. And I think that this interview is going to hit a lot of people that are out there and they're trying to get a foothold in this business. They're trying to get traction. They're trying to get consistency. They're trying to get big deals and put together, you know, a really, really, really solid business. And it's just taking a long time. It's taking a while. Maybe they're in big markets. Jackson, Los Angeles, it doesn't get bigger than that. So let's get into him. Let's, I'm tired of hearing myself talk. Let's hear it from the man, Mr. Jack Tangy. Jack, how are you today, buddy? Good. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. I am awesome. So you are in what part of LA? LA proper. So the city of LA. Okay, great. How long have you been there? I'm originally from London. Okay. I moved here 10 years ago. Awesome. So I've been here 10 years. Okay. So 
when did you start wholesaling? So um, about two years ago, I, my, my background is in sales. So I was in sales before that. I was always, my, always my sales were always looking to jump into my own thing. Real estate was always in the back of my mind because my dad is a real estate investor back in London. So yes, about uh, two years ago. Awesome. How did you find wholesaling? You know, a lot of people find this podcast or listening to it because they type in wholesaling or whatever, but most of the general population doesn't know anything about wholesaling. How did you even find out about wholesaling real estate? This niche, small niche market. Right, right. So um, I was looking for a rental about, again, about two years ago, and I was researching, trying to figure out, because I, I didn't know much about real estate, even though I grew up around it, but I didn't know much about it. So I was looking for this rental and uh, I was researching and came across wholesaling somehow, probably through bigger pockets. And I was researching, and I, I you know, you can get lost in bigger pockets. And I got lost in there for, for <laughs> probably two months. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, but that's how I discovered it. And then I discovered Tom Kroll and uh, was hooked from there. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. So then you start, what, what were you selling before you were doing real estate? Yeah, so for about five years, I was selling office supplies and I, I was doing pretty well which was kind of tough because I was doing seven figure sales, making six figure income. And it was kind of tough to leave that, but it was never my intention to stay in that business. It was always going to be a springboard for me. Sure. So I kept it up as I jumped into wholesaling and I did that part time. And then about uh, two months ago, I actually completely cut that off. Love it. You, yeah. you completely cut off any other outside income? Yeah, I mean, I, I was still making some, some decent money from that, but uh, it was taking my, you know, I kept getting emails, so it was taking my focus away partially. Sure. So I just completely cut it off. Oh my gosh. How does that feel? I mean, were you nervous? Were you scared? Are you still nervous and scared? Are you pumped? Are you uh, elated? What to tell me your emotions? I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it was kind of getting annoying to constantly having to balance two things. Yep. And I'm kind of impulsive also. So it was kind of like an impulsive thing. Yeah. And one day I just decided and then that was it. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, you started in 2016, right? You started going out and trying to find distressed homeowners and see if you can solve their problems, get in front of them, kind of have those conversations. Is that right? You're right towards the end of 2016. I really started right in the beginning of 2017. Okay. Um, and then I was kicking around wholesaling, was looking into it. And then, uh, you know, in the beginning, when, when you first started, every small obstacle seems like a mountain. <laughs> and I, I got to the stage where I was looking at where should I market to in LA, which is a huge area. Sure. And I remember I almost gave up at that point because it's just, again, this is, right now you look back, it looks like a tiny obstacle, but at the time it just seemed huge. And I started putting myself out there speaking to people and I realized I started getting really negative feedback about wholesaling at the time, especially wholesaling in LA. I remember I was at an auction and the biggest buyer there told me it doesn't work anymore. Five years ago it worked, doesn't work anymore. And then I was asking around and then I actually called this girl who was featured on Bigger Pockets on one of their wholesale, one of their podcasts that as a successful wholesaler slash rehabber in LA. Yeah. And uh, I called her up, sat down for coffee with her, I paid her. And uh, first thing she told me, and I was pinning my hopes on this meeting. The first thing she told me is she's no longer doing it, LA, Southern California. She's moving <laughs> out. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That was, that was within 10 seconds of meeting her. That was a big punch in my stomach. Sure. And that kind of threw me off. This was, again, towards the end of 2016. I started researching virtual, looking into other markets. But it wasn't for me. It's not what I signed up for. I mean, I didn't even know the business enough to start relying on other people. Right. So I didn't really want to do that. And I always figured from my past jobs also, also competitive industries, I figured whenever I hustled and had goals, if I stuck to the plan and really worked, then I'll just make it happen. 
Awesome. Love it. And I think you said something there that is so common. And so like every problem seems like a mountain, right? As you look at it, when yeah. you're looking at it, right. But once you get past it, you look back and it's so much smaller than you thought of. I mean, it's, it's impossibly like you're looking at this huge issue or this huge problem or this huge obstacle that's in front of you. And you're like, how do I get past this? Is it worth it? Should I go sell uh, Bitcoin or should I do something else? Should I stay in real estate? And then you just push past it. And that's where it happens because it's all on that other side, right? It's all on the other side of being uncomfortable. And that's huge. I think that that's a huge point. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So then how'd you get through it? You just bit down and just kept going? Yeah, I kept going and I, I pushed through it. And then uh, I actually drove down to meet Todd Toback, Beautiful. which was a huge game changer for me. Yeah, I drove down there and knocked on his door. Luckily, he was there because it's a two-hour drive. <laughs> and yeah, he was very kind. He sat down with me for about half an hour and he put my head straight. And yep. uh, he told me uh, to start cold calling. Yeah. And this was before TTB, before I knew of you. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I uh, skipped trace the tax delinquent list and started hand dialing. And I thought... You know, that's what I was doing for two, three months. And then I discovered you. Yeah. Yeah. And I called you. I remember I called you and you, and uh, I, I got your number and I called you and you said, uh, I asked you if you had any time. You said you were middle of something, but you had a few minutes and you ended up talking to me for about half an hour. Yeah. And which uh, I, I'm forever grateful for because you told me exactly what to do. You told me about Mojo, which sure. I had no idea about. Then mm-hmm. you told me the scripts and the lists to use and you asked me the questions and you really guided me and, and put me in the right direction. Well, you're the proactive one. I mean, you you literally – okay, so you found somebody on Bigger Pockets that was doing wholesale. You met with her. You drove down to find Todd Toback, who's the greatest real estate coach in here. If you guys are not in his elite coaching program, it is the absolute best. Anyway, sidetrack. And then you cold that. call – yeah. Then you cold call me and <laughs> – you're just off and running, man. I love how proactive you are. You're not going to let anything. You are seeking answers, right? You're seeking answers and instruction. You're not out there just making assumptions in your mind and staying in your mind and hallucinating that you know the answer. You're trying to get real life. Does this work? Does it not work? And how do I do it? That is huge, man. That's all you. That's beautiful. Well, yeah. I mean, I always started with the mindset that it works because other people are doing it. If you're doing it, I can do it. Uh, yep. I just want to know how I can do it. And when I remember I went, when I went to meet with Todd, I didn't ask him how to do it. I just, I, I said, I just want the belief about LA so that once I got that out of the way, then I just wanted to know how to do it. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. So, and then once we had a conversation, you talked to Todd, you talked to me, you started going, we met in April and you were kind enough. You had, uh, you knew that I had suggested the Go-Giver book. I read the Go-Giver book every week in 2016. It absolutely exploded my business, tripled my business just reading that book. And you reached out to the uh, the authors and had them send a personalized autograph to you that you put in a book that I have, you know, sitting right here with me all the time. So <laughs> I really, really, really appreciate that. That was really cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm super grateful to you and, and uh, you really put me in, on, in the right direction. Awesome. Uh, so you started calling and then what happened? Uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. So it didn't go too well actually. And uh, for a few months I got two deals spread apart. I didn't do well at all. What do you think and, happened? Uh, well, a few things. Number one, the mindset started getting to me again because when you, when it starts taking so long and maybe the back of my mind, I was like, does it really work? So I, I think that would probably be the biggest factor. 
And then in LA also, you don't maybe you don't do the volume of deals that, that you do in other markets, but you definitely do larger deals. Right. So without that experience and without the, maybe some of the belief, I think that would, those are the two big factors. Sure. sure. So it, didn't, it just didn't happen initially. And then uh, I just kept going. But at, at the end of 2017, I, I looked back and um, I saw a bunch of deals that I really should have closed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that got me really excited because I figured if, if I didn't make those mistakes and if I had more buyers, more belief, more courage, more knowledge, more experience, then 2018 could do a lot better. So yeah, fast forward to today. So why, why don't you think you close those deals? I mean, I, I don't, each one was different. Uh, just depends on, on the deal. But some I didn't have the right buyers. I had under contract, didn't have the right buyers, which today were totally closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people I didn't negotiate right and other people came in and got it for 5000 higher than me. Yep. Just nothing in LA, five thousand dollars. So, just didn't have the experience, and and this, I think, certainty was a big thing. If you don't come across certain to a seller, then um, you know that that's always what I was trying to to reach to to get to the certainty that maybe you have. Mm-hmm. Once you get certainty, then you convey that to the seller. Yeah. I think I didn't have that in twenty seventeen. Right, and and you know what? That certainty that is the beautiful place because that is the place where you go from believing you can do something to knowing it as a fact, right? Once it becomes a fact, it's that certainty and you know that you're standing on solid ground, but when you're just going after it and you haven't really had the experience, maybe you did a deal and there's not consistency or maybe you've never done a deal and you just have the belief that you can do it because other people are doing it. But until you do, you don't have that certainty. It's not a fact. That's the beautiful thing about doing your first deal. Now you know it's a fact. Now the next step after doing your first deal is to get consistent with it and build a business out of it. And that right. is huge. And it's just, it takes a lot of action, a lot of effort and a lot of courage, like you said, to keep going, especially in a huge market like you're in. Yeah. Yep. So, but you kept going. Yeah. You kept going. And were you just making calls? What else were you doing for marketing? Just calls. So for the whole 2017, I, um, I have a report somewhere. I did, unless I was on vacation because I traveled here and there, but uh, I, I did four hours a day. Awesome. So you personally yeah. made the calls. Yeah, for 2017, I, I made about, I think it was 175,000 Mojo calls. Woo, that's a lot yeah. of calls. How many people did you talk to? I have to look at the report, but it was about, uh, my response rate was about 6 7%. Sure. So not as good as, as it should be to 10%. Sure. Uh, I, which I aim for, but so whatever that make, whatever that was. Got it. So you talked to 7,000 people? I think it was more than that, but somewhere around there. Yeah. Are you afraid to talk to anybody anymore? Well, I, I came from a background of sales, which is why uh, TTP really spoke to me because I had no problem. I mean, when I first started sales, I was petrified. Sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of an introvert. Sure. But yeah, I came from a background of sales. So I broke through that a few years ago. So that was, that part wasn't a challenge for me, thankfully. So speak now to all the introverts listening right now. How'd you break through? Do it. Do it until <laughs> you get comfortable. Nike, baby, right? Just do it yeah. type of thing. Yeah. It's not going to be comfortable at first, but, uh, you'll definitely get comfortable. I mean, now I don't even think about it at all. Right. Now, you, now you've I'm, got, I'm not doing the calls anymore. You're not doing the calls. So who are doing the calls for you now? So I have the two people in, in uh, Costa Rica doing it. Okay. Got it. About 40 hours a week. Are they Americans? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how does that work? Do you talk to them on a daily basis? Are you coaching them? Are you guiding them? You know, how often are you giving them new lists? How many hours are they doing? Give people some specifics. Right. So Matt, you mentioned coaching is something I need to improve on. It's something that I actually just started implementing. I'm going to be speaking with them more often. So that's something I definitely should improve on. But I try to set them up in advance. So I try and set up big lists for that will last at least a month or two so that I'm not scrambling all the time. How big are lists? 
for each one, I get like five to 10,000 names in a list. Beautiful. Five to 10,000 addresses each. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And they're calling how many hours a week? Between the two of them, 40 hours. Okay. One of them, one other, but yeah. So one of them's doing 20, the other one's doing 20? It's more like a 25, 15. Got it. And are they using, they're obviously using a dialer. What dialer are they using? Mojo. Mojo. Mojo Cells. Yeah. MojoCells.com for anybody out there that uh, isn't familiar with it. Very, very, very user-friendly. So you've got them set up on a dialer. You've got them making the calls. You've got them using the script, right? Yep. Okay, good. And you've got them, you get them good fresh lists. So what happens? They get a lead and then what happens? They send it to you. They send it to your VA. They go into your, right into your uh, CRM or your Podio or wherever you keep your leads. Yes. Yeah, so my, my CRM is Mojo. That's all oh, I use. Oh, beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I tried Podio again. You can get lost in this. I, yes. I quickly discarded that. Yeah. So they put it into, into like three buckets. Yes, no, maybe. Yep. And I take it out of yes and maybe. Beautiful. And uh, triage it. And then uh, if it's a cold lead, I'll send it back to them as a cold lead list. Yep. But I follow up on the warms and, and hots. What do you mean triage it? I think I'm better at qualifying leads than they are at the moment. Yep. So uh, you can just get bogged up with uh, a lot of leads that, that, that shouldn't be on my plate. That should be on their plate. Right. Things should be followed up with maybe, but not with my time. Yeah. So I try and move the hotter ones to myself and, and the less hotter ones or long-term follow-ups back to them. What do you consider as a hot lead? Uh, so, so what do I learn from you? Anything that uh, needs to sell, I think, within uh, what you told me, with anything within the next 90 days is a hotter lead. Yep. Uh, well, hot is 30 days, warm 90 days. Right, right. And you can even, in some markets, you can even trim that down to a hot lead is somebody that's going to sign a contract with somebody in the next 7 to 10 days. That's, you know what I mean? Now, in some of these markets, it takes a little bit longer to get them to sign and get them going. But yeah, I mean, that is a huge point. And for everybody listening, you got to stay focused on hot and warm leads and get rid of all the other ones because a lot of leads is not great. A lot of leads hides the great leads. You know, get rid of the looky-loos. Get rid of the people that just want you to run comparables on their property and, and send an offer so they know kind of what their house is worth type of thing. Or that they can leverage your offer to somebody else that's sending them offers. So I think that that's, that's awesome, man. Really, really great. So they send you the hot and the warm or, or it's in your mojo. Now, do you, are you making the follow-up calls in mojo or are you hand-dialing it? I usually hand-dial them. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. I'll use mojo if there's a lot, but yeah, typically, I'll hand-dial them. Are you texting them at all? Sometimes. If I don't get hold of them, I will text them. But Yep. Beautiful. So how's this year look? I mean, to give you, let, let's break down a good deal. What's a good, like, exciting deal that you want to share with the wholesaling world on this podcast? Right. Absolutely. So um, the biggest deal I did this year was actually a TTP deal. Okay. Love from it. One of my calls that from last year. Okay. I closed, one that uh, you personally called? Yeah, last year. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me about it. So uh, I called them back towards the end of last year. Okay. What um, list? What I, list were they on? So it, in LA, it's interesting. In LA, there's certain properties you could just pay almost full value for, like multifamilies right. yeah. and uh, development properties. This was just a multifamily list, no yeah. motivation or anything, just Beautiful. multifamilies. Yeah. I called this guy. He was 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And he lived in a neighboring, neighboring county an hour away. It was a four-unit property, and there was no rent control, which makes it better in LA because a lot of areas have rent control. Sure. He was maintaining the property himself at 90 years old, driving oh my down. Gosh. Yeah. So yeah. he had to sell. His wife was having health issues, 
uh, he, so he just really had to sell the property. So he said, yeah, I want to sell. And I, I kept following up with him. And it, it was like one of those things I used to speak about. He needs to sell, but he doesn't want to sell right now. Right, right. But it was so hot, the lead, that, I mean, it was such a, I, he, I knew he had to sell. So I just kept following up with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, following up, following up for a few months, several months. And at one point he told me, Jack, I'm only going to sell to you. Other people are calling me, and you're the only guy. I, I'm only going to sell to you. I just don't know when, but I'm going to sell to you. But it just kept on going. Yeah, and, yeah. And I kept calling him and you can see in my mojo, I, I probably called the guy hundreds of times. <laughs> <laughs> you are amazing, man. You are just man, tenacious. I love it. Yeah. So it was just, I knew he had to sell. So I wasn't going to not call him. So I kept calling him. And um, one time I, I just had this light bulb moment. I'm like, I'm chasing this guy too much. I'm just chasing him. And he's not really backing away, but I'm chasing him. Yeah. So I had this, again, this impulsive thing. I, I called him up. And I left him a voicemail. I said, hey, I don't want to rush you, but I'm looking at some other properties and I need to make a decision one way or the other. Please let me know because we can uh, move one way or we can move on one way or the other. And I hung up the phone and I think to myself, what did I just do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of like, I just maybe threw away this lead. Yeah. Because uh, he needs to sell and he wants to sell. And I didn't hear back from him that day. But the next morning, bright and early, he called back and said, yeah, let's move forward. Beautiful. Yeah. So what did you put it under contract for? So it, it didn't happen straight away. It, it, he had to wait for his, his grandson to come in town, but uh, we eventually put it under contract. And he actually brought an agent into the deal because he was skeptical about the off-market thing. And he brought an agent to just to advise him, which was scary for me. Sure. But uh, we put it under contract for seven forty-five, mm-hmm. and uh, signed it up to not a typical cash buyer. The guy got a loan, but we assigned it for eight thirty. What'd you put it under contract for? Seven forty-five. Yeah. So what'd you make? You made. 85,000? 85,000. Ring that bell, please. Louder. A lot louder. There we go. 85,000. Sorry, I got to keep it away from my microphone because it screws up the recording. But 85,000, man, that is incredible. I love it. And that's from follow-up, 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 follow-up. And then about a thousand more follow-ups after that, right? Yeah, it was one of those follow-up type of deals. Beautiful. Now, did you assign it or did you uh, close it? I assigned it. So it, it was type. It was a buyer who I was confident with. I didn't have to double close it. Yep. And so I just assigned it to the guy. Awesome. So this year, how are we looking this year? How much have you made gross from assigning deals or from wholesaling? So uh, we're getting close to 300. 300,000. I love it. And you're going to end this year at 400,000. Come on, man. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's squeeze out at least another 100,000 in this in this uh, last quarter. I think you can push it to probably 450 if we're being honest. But, you know, we'll see. You know what I mean? So tell me, like, now that you're rolling with this and you're at it 100%, do you feel like you giving 100% focus and effort in this business, things are going to just really start exploding? Yeah. Again, I'm still making a ton of mistakes. I still a lot of areas I don't know that I'm, what I'm doing, but, but just like I learned from my mistakes then, there's mistakes I look back on now. There was, there was a deal I just lost the other day from that would have been a nice deal. But these kind of things excite me because I see going forward. If I I just made that mistake, but going forward I won't make that mistake, and and I'll add, I'll keep you know increasing my business. Love it. So speak right now to anybody that's new or anybody that's going through a tough time or anybody that's kind of like you were saying, looking at this mountain in front of them and really kind of getting discouraged. And they have those those thoughts in their mind running around that maybe they can't do it or maybe this isn't for them or maybe stay in the comfort zone or maybe stay stay in the pocket of what I already know and don't really step outside. Don't try this. I might fail. What do you say to those people? 
I mean, I would say just initially when you when you have these doubts and challenges, I would just stop everything and fix those underlying beliefs because they're like handbrakes. I mean, that's from my experience. Mm-hmm. My, you know, they're not maybe at the forefront of your mind, but there's certain things that you have certain beliefs, whatever it may be about wholesaling, about your market, about the contract, about inspections, legality, etc. So I just think if you stopped everything and worked on those beliefs and fixed those beliefs, then you can release the handbrake and really propel yourself forward. I think if you market to yourself more than you market to, it'll help you more than you market to any hot list. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Give me a book. If you were to give one book to somebody besides the Go-Giver, you already gave that away to me. Okay, but what book would you give out right now this year, 2018, to anybody? Anybody that you would run across and say, you know what, you can get a lot out of this book. You know, it's a book I haven't read in a while, but it's the first. It's a book that first got me started in, in self-development which is Goals by Brian Tracy. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. So why, really, why do you like that book? Because, um, you know, you really have to clarify where you're going, what your vision is, because otherwise you just, if you don't know where you're going, any world will get you there, they say. So, yeah, you just got to know where you're going and, and he teaches you, he has a whole thick book on how to do that. Awesome. Love it. Jack, thank you so much for this interview. I think that there's so much value here knowing, you know, that you had come and that, that you started from not knowing anything in wholesaling to really just starting to scratch and claw and fight your way through the first year of it, the first six months, you know, just get going through all of those different emotions to where you're at now, where you've quit your full-time job, you've got this full-time, you're focused on it, and now you're rolling and you're at 300000 for the year. You're going to easily go past 400000 It's just beautiful to see it, man. You're just amazing. You're tenacious. You're proactive. You're like, nothing's going to stop you, man. I love it. Thank you. All right. And guys, if you want to join Jack and I in the most proactive group in real estate, the TTP program, TTP coaching program, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. There I will show you the step-by-step instructions to exactly what I do to make over a million dollars a year in wholesaling just on the phones. So check that out. Also, as an added bonus for being an amazing listener to this podcast, uh, I've got a discount for you if you are doing skip tracing. If you're looking to get the phone numbers for homeowners, homeowners, go to batchskiptracing.com. Batchskiptracing.com. Put in the code word TTP. You'll get it at a discount, 18 cents an address. So I love you guys all, and I encourage you always to talk to people. Talk to you next time. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.